Hello, welcome to this episode of Demystified as we unravel home cooking in a modern world. Unravel. Un- <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> unhinged. Don't mess I interrupted up your intro. intro uh-huh. Because now I'm going to go and explain that we're cooking with steam and you are my friend, the interrupter, Sometimes. Paul, and I'm Linda. How are you, Paul? Hello, Linda. Well, that was a very messy opening, <laughs> I must say. They can't all be perfect. Just well, like cooking. Oh, how's oh, that? What a segue. Um, how are you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah. Think? Sorry, I lot on like just yes, you do. like you a, a ton of. Uh, yeah. Well, today's topic. I thought we could talk about the ubiquitous. Is that the right way of saying it? Uh, zucchini slice. Yes, I have some sitting in front of me on yes, a piece I was of cooking, tin foil. I was cooking yesterday and my beautiful friend Nada has uh, given me a swag of homegrown zucchinis because they are in season at the moment. And like uh, all homegrown zucchinis, they come in a variety of sizes from super bloody big yep. to kind of normal size that you see in the shops. I reckon that's the most Aussie thing I've ever heard you say. Super bloody big. <laughs> well, it's not what I would normally say, as yeah. you know. But I did pull it back nicely. Mm. So zucchini slice is um, something that everyone makes. Really? I well... I don't know if you make it. No, I'd never heard of it until my sister-in-law started making it for her kids and that was you know 15 years ago now but 14 years ago but I'd never experienced oh. or remembered experiencing zucchini slice I know it's been around for a long time mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if my mum hadn't it'd surprise me if my mum hadn't made it but I don't remember it at all well everyone's got their favorite version of it some people had corn some people had carrots Tomatoes, yeah, um, and uh, I had a chili into my this one, which I actually think. Why didn't I think of this earlier? Because we found it very uh, just gave it that nice little kick. Mm. Basically, I think the intended purpose of the zucchini slice is to take what is a pretty shit vegetable <laughs> and put a heap of bacon around it and some cheese, <laughs> depending on how, what your recipe is, and try and make it taste like something other than zucchini. Well, I think that is the intended purpose of said zucchini slice. So It's easy to make. It requires yep. one bowl and a grater. Yep. And as I said, everyone has their favourite way of making it. I'll tell you what, it's one I've never made one. There you really? go. Not once. Well, the thing I wanted to talk about in relation to the said zucchini slice, apart from the fact that it is a great way, if you are growing vegetables, zucchinis yep. is... One of those ones that makes you feel like you're an absolute superstar success mm-hmm. because it is so prolific and so easy to grow and you can grow it in pots, whatever. But then you've got to figure out what to do with these little buggers yeah. and they are plentiful. So zucchini slice is one of those. It lasts forever. It's easy to make. And anyone with a flat dish, a reason like a Lamington's sort of, well, if you know what a Lamington dish is. Yeah, you see, I've seen them being made in loaf pans. Like yeah, quite deep, exactly. Because like, you can go anywhere from yeah. that to springform cake tin. Exactly. Anything. Yeah. And 
As I said, everyone has their preferred way of, of making it. I actually prefer pancetta rather than bacon, but are you, I've got bacon in mine. Are you hinting at me that we should make one? No, the, the question I wanted to ask you was all about technique. Because I know that's you what you and I love talking about. Well, it's what well, I love. Well, you love like talking about Yeah. <laughs> I love listening to it, trying to sound sensible. But the technique that I used with this one mm-hmm. was to actually dry the the grated zucchini on some paper towel. Yep. Normally I don't do that. Normally I just stand over the bowl, yep. grate until my fingers bleed, yep. throw in the uh, the flour, all the other ingredients I'm putting in. Grated fingernails. I cook the bacon <laughs> or pancetta with the onions before yep. I put them in because yeah, I do yep. prefer that. I know some people don't. Is there flour? There's that. flour in there. There's a cup of self-raising I, I to taste four the eggs. Flour. Yep. <gasps> Was that a bad thing? I, I'll come back to that. But normally I just grate it as I said. Yeah. And it becomes quite moist. It's, and um, Mr. Dougie was yesterday saying, this one's so much better because it's not as sort of moist as the other ones have been. Yeah. So after years of making it, I'm like, right, I didn't know that. Yeah. But I dried it. Yeah. And I just wondered whether there was a technique that that, that, that meant because I thought people also have opinions about whether to dry it or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, I must say, it was a bit messy getting it off the paper towel. I figured there's going to be a better way of doing that. Yep. But what do you think about the, the extra moist yeah, yeah. sort of content that you get from a product like zucchini? Mm-hmm. And whether there's any value, is, should you dry it off? Or is it depending on what sort of mix you want? So what, will we, what we will do is I will take your recipe. You will give me your recipe. And we will do... Uh, recipe okay. video of zucchini slice. Now, I might change it a little bit, but you can give me your recipe. What I would do, and not dissimilar, but what I would have done had I been making zucchini slice, which I've never made, um, but your theory about drying it off, I probably would have done something similar, but I would have taken it a step further. Because what happens is, is because... The slice itself, and because of the ingredients involved with it, is dense. Yeah, but just through the nature of what zucchini slice is, it's quite dense. And because you're adding flour, and if you think about the water content of a zucchini, now you squeeze out a lot. So Dougie probably is saying that he prefers it like this because it's not as dense because you got rid of some of that moisture, but you didn't get rid of it all. So no. how would you get rid of it all? Well, my beautiful friend Nada. She, uh, who makes it industrial strength, but you know, volume of, in, of zucchini, anything, yeah, she would hang it in a Muslim bag over a bowl and let it all drain. Muslim, Muslim. yeah, oh, yeah, not sorry. Muslims. Oh, sorry, Muslim. Oh, God. sorry, we're just Wait trying to, we're, tr- <laughs> just, we're now offending everybody, yeah, we're trying to offend everybody. Yeah, we're so, okay, okay she so would, in she theory, yeah, she would hang that over a bowl in her fridge, yep, okay, cool. great, but in still not enough, room. okay, Gosh. so. To draw moisture out of something like that, and the benefit that you have by grating it is you have much smaller pieces. The best way to go about it is salt. So if you think about how people treat eggplants, right? Mm -hmm. So depending on what the preparation of an eggplant is, a lot of people will salt them first to draw what is said to be the bitter water content out but it also it's not always bitter 
but it depends on the eggplant. But in this scenario, what I would have done is grated the zucchini exactly how you'd have done. I wouldn't have tried to squeeze any moisture out of it at that stage. In the case, knowing what I know about you, I would have grated it directly onto a perforated tray, put another tray underneath it and sat the perforated tray on a cake rack. And then I would have very, very generously salted the whole lot and left it for about 20 minutes. What I then would have done is taken that entire tray of grated salted zucchini and you would have seen oodles of moisture come out of it. I would have then very, very, very thoroughly rinsed it and then squeezed it out. And I guarantee you if you did that, it would be better still because what the salt does is it almost starts cooking it so you get a firmer texture from the zucchini. Because at the moment, what you've done here and what everyone does and for zucchini slice, and this is more about just, I suppose, technique is what we're talking about. But although you've taken some moisture out of it, you've also encased it, right? So you've encased this zucchini with all these other ingredients and then you've hit it with a heat source. And what's the zucchini part's first reaction is to leach that excess water out that is still remaining. And that is then mixing with the flour, which is giving you density, a little bit more density than probably maybe what you want. It depends how you like your zucchini slice, right? But I would suggest the best way to go about it would be to do exactly what you did, but salt them and leave them for about 15 minutes. And I bet you it's better. Well, I'll try it because I still have some zucchini. <laughs> there you go. So yes, I would salt them. Okay. And the idea, you're not trying to season them, right? All you're trying to do is use the salt as a uh, vehicle to draw the moisture out. But you need it sitting up off something so that moisture can drop down through something. So a colander, a sieve, uh, anything, but flatter. Like a, That's why I said a flat perforated tray because you get one reasonably even layer and really season it, like properly season it. And what will happen is, is you'll see water coming out of that. Now your friend who does similar, you could do exactly the same thing, hang it in a cheesecloth, hang it in, well just put it into a sieve over a bowl and salt it and you will get double the volume of water moisture out of the zucchini from doing that if you salt it and leave it in the fridge overnight. And you could certainly do that as well. Because when I saw Nada to... Uh... It'd surprise me if she doesn't do that. I reckon no, if you asked no, her, okay. she might. Well, she said she was in a, hanging up in her little yeah. cool room off the side of her kitchen. Mm. And uh, she was making zucchini relish. Yeah. Oh, you see, even, see, I would then, again, double down, like, go, absolutely, you got to salt it first. It will draw the moisture, it will draw more of the moisture out of it. Because you, what you're trying to do is concentrate the zucchini flavour, right? You're making mm. a zucchini relish. You're not making a bacon relish you're making a zucchini relish you want the flavor of zucchini the problem is is that as soon as she adds heat to that and you're also probably saving yourself cooking time as well as soon as she adds heat to that the remaining moisture in the zucchini is going to come out so she's sort of boiling it away evaporating bubbling away da, 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 da. if the zucchini has less water content in it to begin with she's probably going to get a texturally better finish it doesn't break down as much it's going to have more zucchini flavor okay does that make sense? Yes, I will send this to Nada later. Well, you don't know, like I mentioned. 
see, this is the problem, right? Some young upstart, well, young, I used to tip very loosely, <laughs> upstart like me trying to tell people that have been making zucchini relish forever what to do. That's not what I'm doing. I'm no, just no, saying, like, think... there is a reason behind why I would do that, and those are the reasons. I actually would love to get Nada on our podcast because she's got an amazing homegrown garden hmm. and uh, she grows everything from scratch even her own herbs because she doesn't trust anybody anything yeah. other than what she grows herself but um, but well she's also really open to ideas so you know I think anything like this if there's a way that you can change that you can always compare it and go back and say well I liked it because I know yeah. the first thing I said when you when I said to you that we were having um maybe a discussion about zucchini slice, your first comment was, is there bacon in it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought, is that because you don't like the taste of zucchini or? My memory of zucchini as a child is, had the shit boiled out of it and put on a plate. Like, so yeah. it's not, and and if you ever want to eat a bitter vegetable, that's that's the way to treat zucchini. Like that's terrible, that's ter- like, but 1980s would have been to scoop out, cut it in half, scoop out the middle, mix it with cheese and tomato and bits, stuff it back in and bake it. Yeah. Very I would, uh, fancy. Yeah. But I would suggest, and anyone that, like I know, remember for a while there, quite a few years ago, that, you know, the sort of, uh, what were they calling it? Like the zucchini spaghetti thing. Everyone was doing that. Do you remember? Yeah. You know, okay, so we're not eating gluten anymore <coughs> and so we're going to create pasta out of zucchini strands and stuff like that no issue with it but the problem is is that because of its high water content you need to get that moisture out of your way like get it out of the way because you're not going to end up with a good result and all those people that have made that zucchini spaghetti i guarantee you it would be better if you'd have salted it first and let it sit and let the moisture draw out of it so that so that technique that we just talked about I have a friend, uh, another friend, I have two other friends. Well, you've got lots of I friends. I know, um, who, who loves the uh, eggplant parmigiana, mm. that's uh, JB. So I've always sort of resisted the idea of the eggplant parmigiana because I like, uh, sorry, eggplant lasagna because yeah. I like uh, normal sort of meat pasta yeah. lasagna, but I'm not a big fan of eggplant. Yeah. And part of it is that it's always that kind of bitter. Yeah other than when it's made into baba ganoush. But, um, yeah, and you know, okay, so that's a really good example, right? So think about that as an example. So baba ganoush, like proper, and I've seen like Syrians make proper baba ganoush, right? So, which is sort of around the region where I think it's probably come from. Um, But whole eggplants are roasted over an open flame until almost all of the moisture is like evaporated, cooked out, dripped down, see you later, gone. That's why a good baba ganoush isn't bitter. Because uh-huh. the moisture's gone. It also comes down to the eggplants as well. So a lot of people say that when you get a very seed-heavy eggplant, so you get an eggplant that's got a lot of seeds in it, that would be a lot more bitter than like a eggplant that you cut into that's almost like that spongy, foamy sort of really weird yellow it's not yellow but it's not cream it's like you know i prefer those sorts of eggplants but you can't tell until you cut into it um 
But Baba Ganoush, and that's something that I make because my partner loves it. She loves eggplant. Um, but getting the moisture out of the way is how to make eggplant more palatable. And one of her favourite things is moussaka. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, eggplants are not dissimilar to zucchini. They're probably, I don't know enough about them to say, they're probably related somewhere along the lines. Um, but from a technique standpoint, not dissimilar in, in preparation. People think that you don't need to do the salting thing for zucchinis, but I guarantee you if you do, you'll end up with a better zucchini, whatever it is that you're making. Or roast the crap out of them. Make them that really creamy, you know, because eggplants can get really, so whole roasted eggplants, they can get really, sorry, zucchini, get a really nice creamy texture on the inside and nice roasted outside. And then use that in your your mix. Well, I mean, Mm. what I did immediately think of was I wonder how quickly you could see the, see half the problem again with even if you, let's say we did, you know, strips of zucchini, ruler length strips, 30 centimeter, 20 centimeter, 30 centimeter strips of zucchini. So you had a zucchini that size and you cut them one centimeter thick, maybe one and a half centimeters thick. My instantaneous thought with zucchini slices, you are not getting enough zucchini flavor. And I don't think anyone, any zucchini slice I've had, right? You're using bacon to, Bacon covers up anything to do with zucchini in a zucchini slice. True? True, except for the chilli. Which is arguable how much that has made an impact. It's my secret ingredient. It's not so secret. Um, So I was thinking, well, I wonder how quickly you could slice a zucchini and get colour on it by pan frying it at super high heat right in some vegetable oil so you don't want to get it to the stage where it's cooking too much but you want to get some serious super rich golden brown copper color on your zucchini so it's still in the raw state and raw enough to cut up finely to then go into your zucchini slice because as we know color equals flavor so if you could if you wanted to take it a step further slices your zucchini in long ribbons salt that draw the moisture out of the slices, pan fry the slices really quickly at a really high temperature with plenty of oil to get some color on them very quickly, like you'd want them in and out real quick because you don't want them to start cooking. Then finally cut that up and use that in your zucchini slice. Would you get more zucchini flavor from it? Theory says to me, yes, you would. And if you put in the little zucchinis... Because if you close your eyes and I gave you that... Would you know that zucchini slice? You would taste bacon instantaneously. But would you know that is zucchini slice? Isn't it a goal of something when it's called the thing that it is called? Like chocolate cake, right? Isn't the goal of chocolate cake to taste like chocolate cake? Yes. And if it doesn't taste like chocolate cake, it's just cake. So isn't the goal of zucchini slice to taste like zucchini, not bacon? Well, supposedly. Yeah. Allegedly. So, in, in theory, it should be called zucchini and bacon slice. Or, or bacon, zucchini or bacon and anything and, else you want to throw and in bacon, slice. Yeah, exactly. Or bacon and zucchini slice, or bacon corn and zucchini slice, or whatever. Yeah. But 
because it's got this sort of ubiquitous name, which is just the one thing, but zucchini isn't a prominent flavour profile in that thing at all. So if you did want to make it that, you could take some steps to potentially do that. And if you put them in the oven and roasted them whole... Yeah, you're going to end up with, like, mush, right? Yeah, but then it's mush. Um, It's... Well, it's not mush, but it's... No, it would be. By the time you got any outside colour, because you haven't addressed what is our original problem, which is getting the moisture out of it. Moisture, okay. Yeah. The The only way to do it whole would be to treat it like an eggplant and over an open flame char the outside so you get that those nice smoky flavors because mm-hmm. when you do an eggplant right and you char the outside to that degree what happens is is that the pressure of the moisture inside builds up and the skin bursts yeah right and some of that smokiness comes through and then you peel away the outer skin and you ditch it and you use the innards that would be potentially the way that you could manage that and it'd just be how quickly because what you're still trying to do is still maintain some structure of the zucchini. Like you're not making a zucchini pureed slice. Wish I knew someone who had a really fancy barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> not looking at anyone in particular, yeah. Paul. But we we might I might try a few different just small versions. We might just try like See if we can get some colour on a zucchini, see if that makes it better, see if we can do a roasted one, and then we'll post a recipe because you've now brought it up. Raise the challenge. So as it stands, what did you think, except that it was cold, but what do you think? No, but zucchini, that's the thing with zucchini slice. It is a hot and cold thing. It is. It was nice yesterday when we had it for lunch, but what do you think? As it stands. As a zucchini slice goes, it's very similar to every other one that I've had. Which isn't either, like, in my opinion, either bad or good. Like, you know, it's... What's it like? It's like going home on a Tuesday night and you know it's bolognese (laughs) night. That's what it's like. You know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so yeah. it's not. There's no surprises there. There's no. You know what you're going to get. You know what it's going to taste like. Um, I personally have issue with the flowery flavour that you get from zucchini slice, and there may well be a way to counteract that. But who knows? I think maybe if you bump up the zucchini flavour, you might be able to get it to a point where you've got maybe less flour. But quite often zucchini slices are compensating with flour because of the moisture. Extra moisture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we can have, we can have a look at all these things. But wow, that's a lot of useless information about zucchini slices. Or not? Well, I don't know enough about them, but how to treat zucchini. There we go. I think it was really useful because everybody I know, except you, yeah, makes zucchini I've slice. actually like never everybody. made everybody. I've, I, I promise you that's one thing I've never made. My partner, when my little fellow was much smaller, it was one thing that he would eat consistently. And then when he was old enough to talk, he said, he looked her square in the eyes and said, I'm never eating zucchini slice again. So I think <laughs> we might have, she might have gone <laughs> overboard with it. So it's now been off the menu <laughs> at our place for a long time. I don't dislike them at all. It's kind of the, it's a, it's the expected 
you know, it's you get what you expect from them. Yeah. I think is the thing. Yeah. Like I think you could certainly jazz it up, but it's not that it's not the it's jazz not up meant thing. For that. Yeah. It really is it. I think um I think Parmesan cheese would go a long way to helping. Zucchini well I wanted slides. to put some feta little bits yeah. through mine as well, but I didn't have any yeah, I, I think the the sort of salty savouriness, like feta's quite salty. Mm-hmm. I, I think maybe parmesan might be the sort of umami of parmesan might be the mm-hmm. good way to go. But who knows? Like someone will have done something extraordinary with a zucchini slice before. But what we will do is we'll do it. I'll do a few little ones. If they have... Let me tell you, I've never seen the recipe for it. Yeah. Because every recipe, it might vary on the quantity of eggs yeah. to the quantity of Flour, zucchini. Zucchini. But it's got the, you know, and everyone has their favourite, as I said, chopping some tomato or and or corn yeah. and or I just think is going. Be, be conscious of the moisture content. That's, okay. that's my thing with it. Be conscious of the moisture because... Let's say you add tomatoes, then you're adding a whole bunch more moisture. Yes. Yeah. Mm. The, you're adding, you know, corn less than tomatoes, but again, moisture content. So. And that can be quite overpowering. I made it once, and I put in a whole small can of corn, and it was ri- like a corn fritter. Yeah. You couldn't taste anything, yeah. but the corn. Yeah. So that was a bit overpowering. And essentially, it's not dissimilar to a to a fritter. That's mm. how it's. Not dissimilar to how, you know, a base level recipe for corn zucchini and corn fritter, which is like a breakfast thing, yeah, quite common here, is done. So, mm. yeah, but great your zucchinis, salt them, away you go, and wait fifteen to twenty minutes. And yeah, I mean, you could do it overnight, right? It's not going to matter, but you just need to rinse them thoroughly and then dry them. And if they're hard to get off the paper towel, don't use paper towel. Get like clean chucks wipes. Oh. They're better. Yes, we have. Yeah. We have. I think they're called sea fold towels in America or something like that. But chuck super wipes, a brand new clean one, and use those to squeeze the excess moisture out because they're much stronger and you can actually twist them yeah, into a course. ball. And that doesn't doesn't stick as much as the paper towel did. Correct. Lovely. Well, see, you are even when you're not sure about it, you can still uh, shed some light. Shed some light. On technique. There you are. Yeah. And so on technique, you. well, if we do we have two more, couple more minutes? Yes. So I do want to give a shout out to Jeff, who contacted us this week with quite the, um, quite the interesting question about setting proteins with your steam oven and stuff like that. Um, so it's very nice to hear of people like using their steam oven and trying different things and he was telling me about his wireless probe and all the rest of it. And we got into quite the conversation about, you know, amino acids and protein strands and all manner of things. And also from Roger as well, who else I contacted with this week with a couple of issues he had around bread and baking. Um, and just as a thing for anyone that does want to contact us if you do have a specific question around something that's gone wrong if you remember to take some photos on your phone at the time so you can send them to me because getting a description is one thing but seeing it and getting some evidence is, is another 
So I, I can tell from Roger's photos that the bread was overproof to start with. It was too much dough in a very small tin and it wasn't baked long enough. And that's just from three photos he sent. So if you are going to post us a question or something goes wrong with the recipe, whether it be ours or someone else's or whatever, take some photos of the end result so we can look at it and then diagnose. You know, we're trying to diagnose like an issue like you would have like with yeah. your car, like any. But well, yeah. yeah, like when I read we, up on the weekends in the sterics and go, ah, yeah. what's going on here? You always say take a photo and send me. But with Roger's query about the bread, yeah. if you have found that it has risen too much and you're looking at your dish, are you better off halving the mix and putting a smaller quantity in or going for a bigger a bigger dish to bake it in? Would that have helped him? In that situation where you where you suddenly find the dough has risen above and beyond what it should no. have, uh, well, it's not what it should or have. It's the yeast is still yeah. working. So the tin thing is one part of the issue. Like the tin appeared to be small. I haven't measured mine to see how it stacks up against what his because the recipe we're talking about is our recipe. Um, that's a secondary issue. The primary issue here is that it was overproved. Um, now it looks like it's too much for the tin because it's overproved. Okay. So in that scenario, what I would have done is not baked it, knocked it back. So essentially, you do another quick knead and knock back and reshape. And because the yeast is already active, it's already up to temperature. I would give it another maybe ten minutes just on the bench top and then bake it. So. I would have given it another knockback. The problem was was that it, once it gets to overproved, you're going to lose that nice glossy crust. It'll get marbly on top. Um, not that it matters. It still tastes like bread, right? It's just not that picture perfect sort of situation. So all that is is just overproving. In that scenario, if it was me, it wasn't so extreme that you needed to remove some dough from the tin. Um, but it certainly needed to be knocked back again, reshaped, left to rise a little bit more because once you knock all the air out of it, it needs to come back. So I would have left it, you know, 10, 15 minutes and then baked it. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. That would have been my solution for that. Wonderful. Well, thank you. No worries. And thanks to Roger and Jeff. And anybody else, as Paul said, let us know if you've got any queries yeah, or recipes. Yeah. And send pics, like send photos because that's the best way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think you can attach them to your emails, but yeah, whatever. Info at cookingwithsteam.com. If you don't go through our info page on the website, just type that into your email thing and attach photos and we'll be able to hopefully help. So uh, thank you for listening. I will help. Yeah, you, I don't know. What are you going to do? Nothing. Yeah. What am I going to do? Nothing. Bake some zucchini slice. I'm going to have some more. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Demystified as we unravel home cooking in a modern world. Are we unraveling things? Brought to you from the team behind Cooking with Steam, which are Paul and Linda. And I'm the Linda. And (laughs) Paul would be speaking, but he's got his mouth full of zucchini slice. So thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. Happy cooking. And until next time. See you later. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast as we explore home cooking in a modern world. We'd love you to subscribe, and for more information, please go to our website, cookingwithsteam.com.